Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So this is a meeting of Democratic Socialists, which is a thing. All right. It's its own group. Yeah, it's it's Bernie's people. Right. And they're the people that have lots of rules and weird words and all that sort of stuff. Well, here's a little. Here, here. Now, this has been the, the new one that's been bleeped, right? As usual with an AH bomb, the question is, which half do you bleep? Well, let's. Uh, let's I mean, because, for instance, even the Bible makes reference to the ass. I mean, the humble donkey. Some people use it as an expression to refer to the their, their hind end. I find it very coarse. And certainly, uh, I can tell the story about when my buddies and I dug a hole in the ground. Um, and we hid in it like we we're uh, troopers. It was, uh, you know, the Vietnam era. Um, and, and both of those words are perfectly acceptable, but then you string them together and you got problems. So I'll be curious to see which end has been bleeped. So can we go with our original clip that everybody loves so much to get started for anybody who hasn't heard this? And I've heard it ten times, and I still like it every time I hear oh, it. it's so great. They're trying to get something done at the Democratic Socialist Convention. Right. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. He's so upset. Okay. 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 Uh, any other weird, overly picky, mostly just indicating how special you are objections to what we're doing? Okay, we got a little list. You know of- the irony of that, the, of the whole uh, chatter thing? Is, Sean, no offense, if you don't stop clicking your pen, I'm going to get homicidal. That frequency makes me crazy. Marshall has a habit of uh, nervously... And it just, oh, I swear to God, it makes me want to and die. You, and you see, what's interesting but chewing is, doesn't bother me. And what's interesting, much. I could listen to somebody click that pen all day long and never even notice it, but if you open a bag of potato chips and crinkle it, I'm going to murder you. Right. Or or, or slurp soup. Right. So How odd. I don't know if it's frequency or... I don't know. Or what it is. Oh, my God. It It's like, ha Anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have uh, some of the rules. We have that clip, uh, some of the rules that they were reading off there. Um, and, and additionally, with the um, the noise issue, like avoid hissing, avoid waving <laughs> banners, right? Um, because those there's, there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots Jazz of ways hands. that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? Please don't go in. At space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? Aggressive you don't scent. want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, there are um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative es- effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? Take a deep breath and feel better before you say anything. Stay away with the aggressive sense. I mean, avoid hissing is probably just good life advice, right? Not regardless of what what conference you're at, you, you don't, don't go around hissing I, at people. I'm Jack Armstrong, me mine. Um, are we ever going to get past the rules to actually doing anything? Or 
Um, We're just going to discuss point rules. Point of personal right order. That gentleman's tone Excuse was me, you didn't very give me, negative. You didn't I'm give me your pronouns triggered. yet. I need um, to know your pronouns before you speak. Joe Getty. Jeff Hans. him. That triggered me. I like the idea of, uh, what, what do you say if somebody uh, here's the chairman uh, from the Ohio district, Joe Jones. That can make someone feel unsafe. You know, I feel the same way <laughs> I do about... Like uh, trying to hit a baseball out of the park with a uh, a cooked spaghetti strand. You people are too soft to accomplish anything. My pronouns are always going to be me, mine. That's the way, I'm, that's the way I look at the world. Please uh, do um, not use gendered language to to address everyone. Oh, boy. On the all rules, right. I wish I knew more about the. We have quiet rooms in a variety of types. I'd like to know all the different variety of types of quiet rooms. Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Yes. Um, Made aggressive have, sense. Do we have uh, one more? Don't really talk to anybody who doesn't have a creten- credential, especially if you claim to be from the press. You have no idea who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA. <laughs> oh, we're almost there. <laughs> this, uh, this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done abortion clinic escort work? By all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and if you do see someone talking to cops, uh, let the marshals know. Who are the marshals? Wow. The marshals are their cops. That's a... Mm. Oh, it's interesting, you know, and I, I, I'm willing to give a few tax dollars to support those poor soft heads because they'll never make it in the world. Just a few tax dollars, but but maybe for their medication. Aren't you one of the like underground? Something's wrong with you groups if you won't talk to the press because generally you want your ideas out there. You want as much press as possible. You know, if you're an uh, actually a KKK group, you might not want the media in there because you're trying to stay secret. But are you trying to stay secret with your I whole? I think the snowflakes are worried about fake media that are not actually media. That are going to, for instance, play tapes, making it clear what dumb dumbs these people are. Oh, I got um, Guys, yeah, yeah, make sure you're talking to the right media, not uncredentialed people who claim to be because etc. I liked how uh, the uber gentle little sheep there says, "Any MAGA a holes?" Then, oh, now you're screaming, clapping. I'm triggered. Oh no. So we... thank you, comrade. <laughs> you're welcome. I, in general, if I was at a political thing, how about we just all agree that we're enthusiastic about a lot of this stuff? We'll do our clapping, I don't know, tomorrow or later. But let's just get to our stuff. Can we do that so everything's not interrupted? You know, when you go to a political speech, I don't want the whole, uh, the State of the Union address. 80% of it is people cheering. Can we just get the information and save our applause until all the graduates have crossed the stage or something like that? I understand that. (laughs) That that idea. Can we stipulate in advance that y'all over here are going to be really in favor of almost all of my policies? Y'all over here are going to be in favor of the stuff I say about welfare. So, okay, are we good? Everybody agree? Let me just do my damn speech. One interesting wrinkle. So then yesterday we read this piece that w- uh, was supposedly from a Marxist who 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 thought the closest thing to them that they could get behind was the Democratic Socialists joined their group and then started going to the meetings and and found all this stuff so crazy that they couldn't do it anymore. Well, that turned out to be fake, which I find interesting because so he got it into Quillette. Yes, which I love, but they were sloppy in this case. Uh, Yeah, although, see, 
here's the difference between this to me and that thing that happened with the, uh, the getting universities to print studies. Mm-hmm. Those university studies, all that stuff was so outside of anything that ever happens. You can't believe anybody fell for it. All the examples this guy uses in his piece about uh, gender pronouns and people being neurotic about the various problems, it's all true. I yeah. mean, that, that stuff oh, yeah, actually absolutely. happens. Right. So yeah. it's it's... It, 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 it's extra fun and delicious that it was ostensibly a, a, a Marxist who thought these people were so neurotic and crazy he couldn't right. take it anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's extra delicious. But zero of his allegations are uh, are false to me. I'm just a little disappointed because I really like Quillette, and, and they didn't even bother to verify that this guy was who he claimed to be. And he said, uh, so I always wonder when people do this sort of stuff, what's the point of it? You know, like if you make up a fake quote and it makes the rounds on the Internet, do you just get personal joy out of it? Or are you trying to accomplish something? Mm. Whatever. He says, my hope is that it damages right wing credibility. Um, was, I didn't read the whole thing from the with the supposed Marxist. I didn't. The stuff that I read, though, I didn't come across anything that's I haven't like, seen or heard before. Right. There's an element of it. If I were to write a long expose of the Armstrong and Getty show and claim to be you, but everything I said was true, you know, yeah, the the journalists involved ought to get a little spanking for not verifying my identity. But if everything I expressed was true and accurate, all right, fine. So, okay, this paragraph, which I highlighted because I thought it was so good when I thought it was real, but I think this is true. To be blunt, democratic socialists have a race and gender problem, and the problem is white men. At every meeting, white men are expected to be obedient and silent and not have opinions on things or lead any groups. We have a term for this kind of policy. It's racial discrimination. Well, this is happening, and he's right. Yeah, that's absolutely so, true. The fact that Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? This is, that's what we do. It's a talk show. It's in the name. Settle down. I'm sorry I triggered him. I am so sorry. But it kind of reminds me. Thank you, comrade. Of You're welcome. The various groups on the left. I've been reading this book from this anarchist guy named Malice that I'm into. It's a fake name. It's like Sid Vicious. But um, this guy named Malice, and he said he, he, he infiltrated or got into all these uh, alt-right stuff. And he said the only thing all these different groups have in common is they hate progressivism. And he said the same thing is on the left. Uh, he said, all these people have in common really right now is that they hate Trump. Right. But but in all the individual stuff, uh, they, they, they would fight like crazy, as we've seen on the debate stage. Um, they disagree starkly on a lot of different things. Right. So uh, both sides has a tendency to, this is part of the point of the anarchist, both sides have a tendency to um, uh, see the other side as a monolith, as a, like a thing. When it's, sure. it's not so true on either side. Oh, and right. I came across a term the other day that's really good called nut picking. Nut picking is a good one. What are okay. we talking about? <laughs> yeah, hello. An aggressive scent. <laughs> it's just like cherry picking, where you cherry pick information to b- back up your argument. Oh, nut picking is yes. you pick out people, nuts, yes. from the other side and say, see, you see what uh, liberals are like? Or you see what Trump supporters are like? Like we've That's, been doing for the last 10 minutes? Yeah, well, but, that, but you, you pick a Trump supporter and say, this is Trump supporters. Right. That's nut picking. Right. You pick particularly crazy people yeah. to make your point. I, I think when the people you choose are the chairman of your convention... Then I think it's not oh, sure. picking. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I like the, the how 
Quillette was first alerted that this may have been a hoax when readers began to question the incongruence of a Marxist-Leninist who was also a fan of Saul Alinsky. See, I wouldn't have caught yeah, that. I, I don't that's know why that thing. doesn't fit, but that's like when people watch the, the, wow. the golf tournaments. That bird isn't natural to that place. <laughs> that's slicing it thin. Yeah, see, you've really got to be into it to get Oof. that one. That's a, the, yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So the New York Times did a big piece about homelessness in California. As that it gets more and more national attention. Wall Street Journal did what a week ago. New York Times did this weekend. Yep. The West Coast bomb explosion. Yeah. You know, Michael, I was thinking about that the other day. If you could have, like, a little Beach Boys music under that. Oh, wow. West Coast bum explosion. Just the, just the brainstorming here. Yeah, I'll work on that. I think Jack was talking. What were you saying? So they focused on one particular dude who ended up homeless. And I thought, okay, I want to see this story. I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to take me on the ride here, how this guy ended up homeless. Okay. Um, what do you call the, 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 the guys at fancy restaurants that know all about wine? A sommelier. Yeah, this guy was one of those. Yeah. He was a sommelier at one of the nicest restaurants in San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. Living high in the hog. How does he end up homeless? Great Obviously, it's something to do with the system, right? Get your crime towels ready, folks. He joined the ranks of the unsheltered five years ago. That has become a hot term, hasn't it? Unsheltered. Unsheltered. Get under an awning. You're sheltered. Is that, is that like um, undocumented immigrant? It just sounds softer than... Oh, yeah. Words matter, man. To spin. He joined the ranks of the unsheltered five years ago. Another life upended among a diverse pop. It was upended, okay? Already you're insinuating that something right. happened to him, right. not, not his cause. Right. I, I heard the D word in there as well. Another life upended among a diverse population that is so hard to oh, categorize. diversity. Right. Coming, I know that's a good thing. Coming hand in hand with the state's worsening housing shortage. Oh, that's it. I heard the, that. The number of homeless people has swelled <laughs> in the Bay Area, rising 47% in Oakland in the last two years. That's incredible. Mm. What an amazing stat. Mm. And they throw in the fact that it's because of the price of houses. I, when, sure when it I, is. When I can't afford a place to live, I move. But that's what I do. Move to uh, a cheaper place. California, the country's wealthiest and most populous state, also has the most homeless. An unremitting crisis that has confounded the state's political leaders for decades. Yeah. And, and exposed one of the most extreme manifestations of economic inequality gripping the country. Oh, boy. This it's about is some economic good stuff. inequality, don't you know? <sighs> Tent encampments. Oakley, Oakland officials count 90 of them. But for Mr. Hollies, the journey from wine steward at some of the finest restaurants in the San Francisco Bay Area to sleeping in a tent on a strip of dirt next to a freeway. What pairs well with dead cat? <laughs> oh, jeez. Was a gradual unraveling. His struggles with drugs. Oh, oh wait a second. Drugs. Oh. Okay. His failed marriages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some, so, some choices Several. in here. Okay. Some, some drugs and some marriages. All choices. Choices you yeah. made. His larceny. Oh, he's, he committed some crimes. Oh, he's a criminal. Okay. His larceny when he needed money. They all contributed oh, to his present straits. Ah, so uh, following a series of failed marriages, he becomes a junkie and steals to support it, and then he was upended. No, it's the it's the it's the rent prices, right? And the nation's income inequality that has caused this. Let me jump. I forgot. Here, Sorry. 
And, and further down, and this is a long, this is one of those really, really long New York Times articles. I'm right. leaving out 90% of it. It's called editing. I'm skipping to the parts that, that, to me, are the most important. After many restaurant jobs through the 80s and 90s, Mr. Holly says his undoing came with an addiction to crack cocaine. You became a crack addict! <laughs> That's what ruined your life! Nothing else matters! Oh, if you become shortage. a crack High addict, rents, uh, your income life is going to suck! Lack of diversity. Your life income. will Suck if income. you become a crack addict. Income, you doesn't know, matter what kind of housing. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter what percentage of women make what percentage of the dollars men. None of that matters. Among the most affected by income inequality are crackheads. <laughs> his undoing came with an addiction to crack cocaine. He then stole to fuel his habit. Oh, and then spent a total of eight years in prison. And things are going poorly for him. You said I was the type of guy who would break into your car and steal the change in your ashtray. He said. I don't have a tray for my ass. Ashtray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you, you have some sort of fancy car. I meant to ask her for that. <laughs> he graduated from I one have of have a seat for mine. He, so they're trying to make it seem like how could this fall happen when I've already outlined what I think is the clear problem here in his life. But you think? He graduated from... This crack is whack. He graduated from Palo Alto High School, one of the country's most prestigious public schools. Wow. Even a guy who graduates from a prestigious high school will have a sucky life if he ends up a crack addict. <laughs> and steals. He studied real estate and business near oh, by the college. He was very promising. He was a near professional golfer scoring in the low 70s. The guy has he was a stick. What happened? I can't remember. Next sentence. He had five children with three women. What? <laughs> you can't become a cracked addict, have kids with a whole bunch of different women and steal from people and have a good life no matter what the rent is. Because of the income inequality. God. Oh, my goodness. That's that poor man. He just couldn't get a break. <sighs> I find that really tiring. And right then, that's when I gave up. I'd write it's over. Good night. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is best of Armstrong and Getty. So, this, you might find this interesting. You might find this aspect of my story interesting. I have to go back to the uh, community pool today to apologize to a lifeguard that I said something snarky to. Oh. Well, you don't have to. You, I do you, have to. Well, you. I'll explain to you why I okay, have to. That's okay. the other interesting You're thing. You're making amends? As an alcoholic, you have to do that sort of yeah. stuff. Gotcha. Or, or, uh, it, it just, it seems to be particular to alcoholics. Maybe it is to other people. I don't know. I'm an alcoholic. But, um, you do something that makes you uncomfortable, whatever it is, and you let those build up, and you will drink again. Interesting. So I got to. Get those, nip them in the bud every right. single one that happens. And I do that in my life so that I don't go to the pool with my kids and have a, ooh, there's that guy. That's right. I said that thing the other day. I, can't, right. I can't have those feelings. I can't have those feelings. They build up and I'll end up drinking again. So I have to go to the pool today and apologize to this guy for losing my temper. And it was a minor thing. It was how I started this podcast. So this lifeguard, who is a particular stickler for the rules, but, you know, it's not his fault he's given the rules by the community pool trickle down stupidity yeah he's just doing what the guy above him is telling me he needs to do and he enforces him a little more than the others do but still he could lose his job if he doesn't enforce him and uh and and so i i talked about this last year 
It's changed so much since I was a kid at the pool. It's changed a lot since my wife was a kid at the pool. It's changed a lot in the last 15 years. Just like kids no longer can play on uh, a playground equipment the way they were designed for because it's too dangerous. Right. You can't do things at the swimming pool. You So when I took first took my youngest son to the swimming pool, he was probably four. He, he jumped outside and he said, cannonball, jumped in the pool, lifeguard did tweet, no cannonballs. Oh. Man. I said, you kids can't jump off the side and do a cannonball in the community pool anymore. Okay, that's interesting. That's a rule. I guess that's a rule. There are so many rules. They never end. And I remember also one time he uh, he was kind of like sitting on my knees in the water, and he jumped up in the air into the water. And, right. Tweet! Not allowed to have a child touch a parent and then leave their body or some what? crazy thing like that. <laughs> well, I've had the whistle blown on me. Probably a dozen times in the last three years at the like community pool. Water it, acrobatics is 80% of what I did when I was in the pool. Like, hey, 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 adult, throw me. Right. right? Little, little kids jumping off dad has right. been going on as long as people have been splashing in the water. So cannonballs, by the so way. So if he tweets his whistle at you 20 times, are you out of here? I suppose at some point you'd get kicked out of the pool. Get I don't know banned? what they do to you. Do they have a rule book printed up that you can go home and study? Can you look at <laughs> I should these ask rules? him, are these rules in print? Yeah. I mean, so I can take the entire weekend and study up on them. Right. Because uh, uh, they have the major whistle. <laughs> no, blow it back at him. <laughs> Tweet! Ruining a kid's summer. Tweet! Ruining a kid's day. Tweet! Um, Make yours a slide whistle. It's much yeah. funnier that way. So what was the one yesterday that finally set me off? And it's been building up just because right. it drives me crazy right. for a number of reasons that I'll get into. But oh, I was watching this. There was a Hispanic family there, and they didn't, I don't know if they don't speak English, but they were all speaking Spanish. And it was dad and some little kids. And and his kid got up on his shoulders and jumped jumped off his shoulders in the water and stuff like that. And he got tweeted, and the lifeguard said something to him. And I could tell the guy didn't understand what, what are you what are you what are you talking about? And I don't know if it was because he don't doesn't understand English or right. if it was just oh I understand English. What are you talking about? My kid can't jump off my back in the swimming pool like every kid has done for thousands of years, like I did with my dad. I'm sure in Mexico they don't have any freaking st- rules where you can't jump off your dad's shoulders into the water. But anyway, so my son, oh his kid got also got in trouble. Because he jumped, you can jump off the side if your legs are straight and go down in the water. Only pencil, what? only pencil yeah. jumps. But you what? can't do a cannonball. Why? No. I have no freaking idea. Can openers. You can't even do like head first stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really? Anyway, so the kid jumped and did like a half turn before he went in the water. Right. Tweet, no twists while you jump off the side. And I thought you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that's what I'm thinking to yeah. myself. And this was somebody else's kid. Okay, then, so that was still your interior monologue. That wasn't still the, inside yeah. my head. Right. Still my okay. inside my head. Right. Then my son, he's he, he's kind of laying on the side of the pool. He puts his legs up on the side and then is like floating back in the pool. Like I've done a thousand <laughs> times. Like every right. kid. Tweet! No having your legs on the side of the pool. And my son said, what happened? What did I do? Because he had in his water. I said, you just broke another one of the pool's rules, I guess. <laughs> pool's <laughs> rules. I wow. said quite loudly, looking at the uh, the t- probably twenty three year old dude who is the, the lifeguard. And again, not his fault. This is what he's trained. If he doesn't do this, I'm sure he gets in trouble right. and could eventually lose his job. Does this community pool have a diving board? God forbid. It has a low board. Okay. And uh, and, can... and the rules on that, I can't even imagine what the rules are on that. I mean, yeah. it's just. <laughs> but um, they don't have a high board, I guess. And and I don't and I don't know what drives this. I don't know if it's litigation right. or what it is. But here's here's why it bothers me so much. First of all, we have a um, anxiety problem with young people 
kids and college kids and high school kids well documented. Right. There is some belief that this anxiety is coming from we've overprotected kids and convinced them that the world is so freaking right. dangerous that it's making them crazy. What's your phrase you always use? Uh, we're, we're passing our fears onto our oh, children. Yeah, you're downloading your anxieties onto your children. And we've done it with, you know, putting plastic things in sockets and foam things on the corners of tables and all this stuff that right. none of our parents did. Right. And lo and behold, we survived. I don't know anybody who died or even ended up even slightly injured by any of these things, whether it's at home or in the pool or whatever. Right. And there are studies that show that we need to bring back more dangerous playgrounds. We've talked about this on the air. There are right. studies that actually show this. They're doing it in Europe already. They're bringing back monkey bars. They're bringing back some of the scary, dangerous things that exist on playgrounds because it's a way for us to 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 test boundaries, to, to learn to deal right. with fear, to learn, oh, no, that hurts, but I'm okay, and all these different things that are important to normal human beings growing up. Wait a minute. I am so far removed. They've done away with monkey bars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Really? Are you I kidding me? That. It's a broken arm just waiting to happen. Well, we all grew up with, if you're over a certain age, monkey bars over cement. And yeah, well, exactly. Fine. Now, exactly. Now they have, uh, the other part of it is, if you're in any modern city's park, they've got foam. They don't even have grass. Not only do they get rid of pavement and then wood chips or dirt, they have foam. And it's like walking on a, on a mattress around, oh, and it's really expensive, and it wears real fast, and taxpayers pay gazillions of dollars for it. God. And studies have shown that this is making kids insane. So back to the swimming pool. Yeah. So you got all these rules where you're you're convincing kids that they're that this is a great this swimming pool you're at is so dangerous. I mean you're this close to ending up in the hospital or dead just at every moment. Right. So the kids are living in this world, and then it bothers me that the 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 teenagers and twenty somethings that are the lifeguards are living in a world where they think it's normal to have all these rules and have to enforce them. That bothers me. And also, you diminish real rules. So if you've got 25 rules that my kids know are stupid, yep. they don't take, don't yep. run as seriously. Not running at the swimming pool is a good rule. That's a perfectly reasonable rule. They had that when I was a kid. Right. Makes sense. Sure. We've all done it. You step on a slippery spot and you bust your ass or your head. It yeah. happens to everybody. So, But they treat not running the same way as don't turn halfway before you jump in the water because the, all the other rules are so freaking stupid. So you diminish the value of, of, of actual things. And I think all this fits together and it's important. I still don't get to yell at the lifeguard who's just doing his job. But it's it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's like my kids can't play. If it rained the night before, they're not allowed to run on the grass at school. It's the same sort of insanity. <laughs> so there's this, there's this concept uh, of anti-fragility, um, which is obviously the opposite of fragile. And, and, and these are things that not only do they, they excel, but they get better when exposed to stress or chaos. Uh, the most obvious example is your immune system. Your immune system is anti-fragile. When you expose it to stressors, it gets better and protects you more. Sure. And there is a, uh, I, I first heard this uh, in relation to ch- child rearing uh, from Jonathan Haidt, the guy who did the, the coddling of the American mind. We had him on the show and we interviewed him. Uh, and he's talking about there are way too many people that don't realize that children need to be anti-fragile. 
They need to be exposed to these stressors. They need to fall down, get bruises, get scrapes, and they become stronger and better, more productive people from that. You need to hang off the side of the pool and think, oh, you know, I almost drowned or whatever. Right. That was right. scary. The water you, went up my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. need to have things like that happen. Right. But they, they, pr- they protect kids from everything. And I think that's why every parent I know has a child or more that has anxiety problems. Used to be non-existent. I didn't know anybody with anxiety problems years ago. Now every family, kids have anxiety problems, and 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 they suffer from it, and or take medicine for it, whatever. We're making our kids crazy by developing this weird world. Once again, it's not the lifeguard's fault, and I don't right. get to yell at him because he's enforcing the rules that he was told. But I am going to write a long letter to the community pool. Not angry, but I'm going to link the studies that I've read about in the New York Times that say we're making children insane because they have caught on in Europe. They're making their playgrounds more dangerous. We need to take it further to let people do cannonballs off the side at the swimming pool. Oh, my God, what might happen? I don't know. Or or any of the other not even slightly dangerous things that people used to do at the swimming pool. It's it's interesting, man. We're we're a weird beast now. We're a weird beast, and, and and it's grown-ups that are doing it, not kids. You can't blame the, 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 the soft children of the day. It's grown-ups that have made these strange decisions that a kid is not allowed to, to do these varieties of things at the swimming pool. Just insane. And I was going to pool swim pools in the 70s and 80s. My wife was going to swimming pools in the 80s and 90s. These rules didn't exist. I don't know when they came along. I, I don't know at what point this happened. I remember when I was... Close to 10, I would guess. I, I start remembering things of similar things. Oh, Because I used to love doing uh, head-first dives, but without the my hands out in front of me, right? Just putting my hands behind my back. And, and just they told head. you you couldn't at the yeah, pool. Yeah, because... Off uh, the diving board. Uh, no, just off, off the, the side, side of the pool. Yeah. Just, the head's wow. the hardest part of the body. If you hit another kid or what, like, right? They, oh, wow. I remember yeah. that that so, started okay. probably... Not, uh, so I was 10, so yeah, early 90s. And you grew up yeah. in... You were in California at that yes, time? Yes, yes. And I'm from the Midwest, so it probably started on the coast and worked right. its way toward the center, as, as most of these things do, but... Well, Just crazy. I, I got to tell you, I grew up in ancient times, as you know, here in California, when the uh, roads were not paved and everyone rode horses back and forth. And, everybody, and almost all your friends died or had a ho- oh, heinous right. injuries from doing all these you things. You know, I got to tell you something. I cut my foot really badly one time. I, t- I actually, when I was a toddler, I ran my forehead into the sharp edge of a coffee table and cut I, it. I did that also. But you know something? I survived. And I remember, especially with the cut foot, after, you know, it got bandaged up and everything, I was really proud of it. I thought, wow, that was cool. I mean, I hurt myself. But I, you know, you, for whatever reason, you suddenly feel better about yourself because you made it through something. There is definitely something to that. Uh, kids don't get any injuries. So when they get their first injury, right. even mild injuries, they freak. De- devastating. They freak out. Right. Just freak out because we've gone so far out of our way to make sure they never get hurt in any way. It's uh, it's it's an interesting thing. Well, and the other thing too is parents' reaction to some of these minor injuries. The parents freak yeah. out. You know, I, I would, they, I would, I, like I said, it's the adults making yeah. these decisions, not the kids. Immediately, the kid's got a cut finger, and, and someone wants to rush him to the emergency room, or you know, well, we may need to get a tetanus shot right away. I mean, and, it, and the kids pick up on the anxiety of the parents, like you were saying, Sean. One of my favorite sayings is the burnt hand teaches best when the lesson of fire is taken to heart, and we are removing the the teacher of experience from children's lives at an alarming rate. Oh, uh, no doubt. No doubt. And then um, and more subtle things about the way the brain works and fear and all that sort of stuff that we don't even understand. 
but it's the first generation that's ever, first couple of generations that have ever grown up this way in human history, I'm guessing. Unless there was some, like, there might have been some prince in France in the, the 1600s that was protected this way, oh, and, a, and I'm sure he ended up weird and crazy <laughs> right. from being protected this way. But anyway, so i got to go today and apologize to the guy. So to, 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 make, to, to, to make sure my apology is good. I can't say these rules are stupid, but no, no, I can't say that. No, I don't leave that out. Don't remind him that you were right. <laughs> this is not about a personal thing. Right, they, exactly. they focus on the fact that my frustration was was misdirected at you. Yeah, you're just doing your job. You're right. doing your job. I appreciate you trying to keep everybody right. safe and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Even though that might be a lie. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is not his fault. So go you, back to making children miserable. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't have said that. Your beef is with the higher ups. Right, Focus exactly. at that. Exactly. Yeah, have a quivering lip when you say it, Jack. <laughs> Fantastic. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Enough philosophizing, Jack. It's hard. It's time for some hard news. Oh, coming up, the significance of the intergluteal cleft in uh, high school swimming. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 calling it uh, um, uh, wedgie gate, uh, suit wedgie. Uh, terrible controversy. Alaska high school swimming. One of the curvier gals uh, got done with a a race, which she won, I believe. And climbed out of the pool, but because she had such a swimsuit wedgie, one of the judges disqualified her. Because the rules clearly state, Sean, that you can't show the inner gluteal cleft. Well, actually, they don't clearly state that. But you have to have your buttocks covered. But you can't, in effect, be wearing a thong bottom to swim. Exactly. Because we can't have that sort of pornographic high school girl swimming. So you have to keep your butt covered, and her suit crawled up. So one of the judges no just her own. Well, no, and now it's getting a little crazy. Lawyery. Well, it, the, the coach of her team quite correctly said, it crawled up on her. She said, if you ever swum in a woman's swimsuit, it happens. And so she... Uh, I have not, by the way. And so... You should try it. It's very liberating. Um, get you in touch with your feminine side. I found them restricting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it, it, so there was an argument after they approached the judge. Said, what are you talking about? The controversy. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out uh, the girl and her sister are rather curvy, curvier than the typical high school swimmer, and they are of mixed race. So now there are people saying ah. this is mostly racial. Gotcha. Well, it, you of know, course it, it, is. It, mo- it might be mostly booty related. Um, you know, I'll grant you that the migration of the swimsuit might be more pronounced in a, in a girl of her body shape, a I'm, young woman of her body I shape. I don't know, but I'm guessing women uh, in that situation would say, yeah, that happens more often. Yes. With your underwear or your swimsuit or whatever. Well, it's a simple matter of, of physics. Uh, friction, motion, etc. And and, and, and and you know what direction the suit and the elastic are being pulled. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Unless acted upon by a, another force, which would be your other cheek. Right. Right. But uh, the uh, the judge, indeed, when grilled by the, the uh, uh, aggrieved coach, said, Listen, I could see cheek touching cheek. The intergluteal cleft must be covered. And uh, the judge went to the official high school uh, well, swimming rules. Well, that's just rules, a booty which, size thing, then. That's a booty size thing. Well, yeah, and the official rules do not mention the the charmingly named intergluteal cleft, 
which really sounds like like you know a, a good place to find oil in Alaska. Is that your <laughs> is that um, your BC? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> took me a minute. Yes, Jack, that's your BC. I prefer the more adult terms. Um, Intergluteal yes, cleft. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, is that your BC? <laughs> The uh, National Federation of High Schools also published guidelines for appropriate male swimwear uh, this year. Uh, Jack, uh, no rudders showing. They've uh, <laughs> you can't use a rudder to steer you and keep you in your lane. Keep the oars in the boat. She's seen young men competing in lower riding suits than the organization deems appropriate. Um, so uh, I've I've watched swimming with with women, like with my wife or a girlfriend or whatever. They use like Olympic swimming, and it makes you a little uncomfortable. Some of those dudes swimming, you're like, wait, what are you? What is what the what we're watching porn here? What's going on here? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Why's it got to be so low to swim fast? Leaves little to the imagination, as they say. And and of course, you know the 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 gals are very well toned, and and the seat the suit rather does tend to migrate, and. Uh, you know, the first thing that the Olympic swimmers and divers do is they get out of the pool. Virtually all of them is tug their suit yeah, but guys, out of their intergluteal cleft. Guys' swimsuits border on porn. Women's swimsuits are fairly covering. The women's situation is the volleyball, where they're wearing their underwear yes. to play volleyball. Yes. And then that's a, what is going on there. Oh, what's going on there is entertainment. Oh, my gosh. Is that right? Uh, oh, my gosh. A, a climber. Just uh, fell to his death. He was free climbing uh, the intergluteal cleft um, in the north of Yosemite Valley. Another person fell uh, Yosemite over the weekend and died. Oh yeah, on uh, one of the big giant rocks. Yeah, there. God dang it! Well, it's you know it's part of the thrill, right? If you fall, you'll die. If, anyway, if, let's start climbing. I guess if nobody ever fell, it wouldn't be that exciting that you did it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, basically like standing on an escalator. Hey, we're at the top. Going back exactly. down. Now we're on the top floor of the mall. Hey, right. everybody, take my picture. <laughs> I'm very thrilled that my hobbies have a very low likelihood of plummeting. Right. Yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah. Talk about the last thing on earth you'll find me doing. There are a number of, well, I, well, I go into detail, Joe. He says, in a rare <laughs> moment of self-control. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. 